one, and we're thankful and grateful that the Lord uh, has kept us all week long. And even to this very hour, he is still keeping us. Uh, it's been a couple of weeks since um, we stood here, and uh, the Lord had given me something a couple of weeks ago. And uh, at that time, <clears throat> at that particular time, I thought I was going to be bringing that word uh, two weeks ago, what the Lord had given me. But nevertheless, it's always, God's word is always on time. Um, we're going to, today, this morning, we're going to go to the book of Amos, chapter, we're going to start off in chapter number three, in the book of Amos, <clears throat> is where we're going to start, uh, in the book of Amos in chapter number three. The... Uh, a couple of weeks ago when the Lord had given me this, well, prior to that, and it was two weeks before we were able to stand to deliver it, I said to the Lord, I said to God, I said, now, Lord, I said, now, a couple of weeks ago, or well, the week prior to, I said to him, I said, now, Lord, we just brought the word dealing with uh, deception. Uh, the coming of the great deception. And I said, now, I don't think that we need to bring something else because sometimes when you bring what the, the Lord said bring, sometimes we get afraid. So uh, this is how I was talking to the Lord. And while I was studying, he had brought me something else. He, he dropped something in my spirit. And what he dropped in my spirit was about the coming destruction the coming destruction. And while I pondered on whether or not I wanted to, to bring this word, because it is a word of prophecy, and I'm not one that prophesied. That's, that's not me. That's not, not my calling. And so the Lord says to me, you just do what I tell you. But in the midst of, of, um, in the midst of me uh, speaking with the Lord and um, trying to convince the Lord what I did or did not want to do, I get a text. And I get a text from someone uh, out of Greenville, South Carolina. I get a text. And they uh, were beginning to say that um, they knew and had understood that uh, for many years they've always said that I was more... I won't say gracious in giving the word, but I was more uh, soft-spoken or more tender in giving the word. And said so Dr. Manning was the one that always brought the heart core word. And I kind of laughed at the text. But then they went on to talk about being obedient. And uh, they even talked about how when the Lord speaks to them, he always gives them a very hard word to, to deliver. And down at the very bottom, the last words that they said in the text was, Obey him. Obey him. So that is what I am doing this morning in obeying him. I'm obeying the word that the Lord has given. Heavenly Father, I thank you now. I ask that you give me the strength, give me the wisdom, the knowledge, and the understanding. 
to bring forth your word. And Lord, we thank you now in Jesus' name. Amen. In the book of Amos, chapter number three, we're just going to teach it this morning and pray that uh, through the power of the Holy Spirit, we'll be able to receive it and follow the instructions of the Lord. Amos chapter number three, reading verse number seven. Amos three, verse number seven. We've been here before in the book of Amos, but God has us to revisit because there's some things that the Lord is warning his people about. Verse seven says, surely the Lord God will do nothing but he revealeth his secret unto his servants, the prophets. Before anything takes place, before the Lord allows anything to happen upon this earth, he reveals that word, or oh, whatever those secrets that may be that he has not yet revealed, he reveals it to his prophets, is what the word of God says. So this morning... What God is saying to us is about the coming destruction. Coming destruction. Let's go now, because we're going to hang around in the book of Amos most of the morning. Amos chapter number 7. Amos chapter number 7. And we're going to start reading at verse number 1. Are we there? It says, Thus hath the Lord God showed unto me, and behold, he formed grasshoppers in the beginning of the shooting up of the latter growth. And lo, it was the latter growth after the king's mowing. Hmm. The Lord says that the first thing, one of the first things that we will be seeing in the upcoming destruction is what is going to be happening with the harvest. Some time ago, and I probably shared this dream, I think I did, I had a dream that we were in this in the house, but I think it was the church house. And, and this dream, these little animals, these little creatures was trying to get up under the door. And they were everywhere trying to get in. And I recall someone saying, we've got to shut the doors to, in order to keep them out. We've got to shut the doors in order to keep them out. The next scene in the dream was, I saw this insect. To me, it looks like an insect but it was standing upright like a man. And by its, where it was standing upright at, it was at the beginning or right at the end. Right, it was right at the end of harvest time. The time when after you didn't sow what you have and you're getting ready to reap the harvest, there was this, this, this creature I guess that's the best way to describe it. There was this creature standing there waiting to devour the harvest. The Lord says, and I wrote down what he said because I I did not want to do anything or say anything that he did not say. Now, 
what he is saying here to us that we need to be prepared because what he is going to send forth because it talks about in verse 1 that that the Lord God showed unto Amos grasshoppers see first when you look at it he showed them the grasshoppers in the beginning of the shooting up of the latter growth in other words it was set for destruction it was just set it was already staged but it had not went forth and did the destruction god said there are things that are already set forth for destruction that's coming but he's going to release it in its due time because the t- if you look at the time in which he is releasing it it says it is at the latter growth after the king's mowing it the it was at the end of the harvest is when he releases so i say to all of us be prepared don't be frivolous be prepared because if we are not prepared things will happen and we're going to go under under the pressure right now it appears that everything is wonderful everything is fine and we've got a few nickels and dimes we just believe that everything is going to be great but i'm here to tell you to give you a, a, a word of prophecy from the lord that the harvest that thing those those things that we have that increase that abundance that we have or may have or may acquire it is going to be devoured this is part of a common destruction it may look like things are plentiful but if you really take note and look around things are not as plentiful as they appear it appears that there's a lot. I, I observed something, and, and I observed this when I was at the store. It appeared like the shelves was full. But if you noticed, there were particular items that they did not have. Case in point. I used to buy these little small orange juices. I think it was like six or eight to a pack. And for the past month, a month and a half, every time I went to that shelf where they were, they were not there. They were not there at all. They had different, different brands of orange juice, and I'm simplifying it because this is what I saw. I, I, they have different brands, but that particular kind came from Florida. I don't want to get there too quick. But you've got to understand what the Lord is saying to us. I mean, many times God does warn us before things happen. Don't get too comfortable with what you have. Or don't become too freely with what you have or may not have. Or what God planned on giving you. Because there is going to come destruction at the harvest time, which means that there's a lot of things that we're going to try to, to purchase, a lot of things that we, we, we are going to, to search for and have a need for. It will not be there. And if you think inflation is high now, you just wait. 
You just wait. Just, just wait. This is the word of prophecy. You can receive it or not receive it. All right, now, let's continue. Amos chapter 7. Verse 2 says, And it came to pass that when they had made an end of eating the grass of the land, then I said, O Lord God, forgive, I beseech thee, by whom shall Jacob arise, for he is small. That was a petition for prayer because of the situation and circumstances and the things that were taking place here, which will be taking place, who knows, it might even be in our lifetime. I heard a message today, uh, 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 maybe a week ago, and it, it disturbed my spirit because they began to, to, to give a timeline of when Christ would come and, and, and he, they dealt with technology and how the gospel now is able to be around the world using technology. That this is the only time frame, the only era where the gospel is able to be all around the world. And it comes through by technology. It comes by through those lenses, those cameras, that, that is going out all over the world. And that scripture says, when this gospel is preached, then it says the end will come. So how close are we really to the end? You think about it. When it first started off, they were walking, there were roads that was built, and that's how they were able to spread the gospel. The next thing, they, they had ships that were, they were able to sail around the world, and they can go anywhere they wanted to uh, to preach the gospel. And, but yet there was a limited, a limited space of time. Then you had the airplanes where they could fly everywhere but to certain, certain degrees, certain places. But that little thing called the camera, through technology, it can hit all around the world. We are living in a time where the gospel of Jesus Christ is being preached all over the world, which, which lets me know our time is not long here. See, there, there should be, thank you, Holy Spirit, there should be an urgency, an urgency to see people saved today, to see people turn their lives. There should be an urgency. You know how it was when you first got saved? You want to tell everybody about Jesus, right? But how often do we tell somebody about Jesus now? How, think about our witness is our witness as strong and as powerful as it was when we first accepted Jesus Christ in our own life? Is our relationship with God as solid as it was when we first got saved? Or have we gotten relaxed thinking he's not coming back? But he is coming back. And it has not been as long as it has been. Hadn't been. Coming destruction. <laughs> it's praying time. It's past praying time. They beseech God. They, they be, because, see, when we see things happening, we, we should already have been praying. 
But somehow, not only have they taken prayer out of school, but prayer is gone in the church. How, how many intercessors do we really have? How, how often do we pray? How, how long or how much do we lay on our face before the Lord? Coming in destruction. Going to eat up that harvest. That little money that you got saved. Or the little money you think you're going to get. By the time it arrives, huh, it's, it's, it's going to be gone. The, the value of a dollar ain't worth a dime anymore. When you think about what, what, what back in the day, the, the, what you could acquire and what you could have uh, purchased with a dollar, it does not even compare with what it does now. It doesn't do anything today. It has really decreased in value. It's decreased in value. Okay. Verse number 3 in Amos chapter 7. 3 says, The Lord repented for this. And then it says, It shall not be, saith the Lord. Because see, it was going to be total destruction. And then verse number 4 says, Thus hath the Lord God showed unto me, and behold, the Lord God called to contend by fire, and it devoured the great deep and did eat up a part. Well, Lord, what are you saying here? What what are you speaking to us? Already we see what's happening. God says that fire is representing, and that we want to see. This is going. This is a word of prophecy. Extreme heat. We think that we are hearing things, and I was amazed because God had already given me this word, and all of a sudden I'm hearing things on the news about how how there's such a great drought in many places, and how extreme the temperature is. Three digits, 112, 114. But God says it's going to get even hotter than that. And extreme heat to the degree what it says it's going to affect the water supply. Now, the word, that word there that says deep, keep your place in Amos 7. The word there that talks about deep in, in verse number 4, and, it's, and it will, this, this fire will devour the great deep and it did eat up. A part. I want us to go to the book of Amos, chapter number four. Chapter four. Just want to teach this. And then verse, I'm going to read verse six and seven. Verse six and seven. Remember now, you'll seen send this fire, extreme heat. Okay? Now, verse number six says in Amos four. It says, and I also have given you cleanliness of teeth in all of your cities and want of bread in all your places. Yet have ye not returned unto me, saith the Lord. Regardless of what God sends, people are still not going to repent. But let's go to verse number 7. 
Take me to verse number 7. All right, but here's verse 7. And this is what the Lord is also saying. He says, and also I have withholden the rain from you. God is doing this. When there were yet three months to the harvest, when you're supposed to be reaping, and I caused it to rain upon one city and caused it not to rain upon another city, one piece was rained upon, and the piece whereupon it rained, it rained not, it withered. What are you saying, God? God said there will be places that will get rain, and there will be places that won't get rain. But then he said it will affect the deep. That word deep there, in the Hebrew, it means water supply. We will see the water supply affected. I told someone the other, uh, other day, you need to start getting you some water. You need, to, you need to begin to store up water again because there is going to be, the Lord said, a severe drought, nothing like we've ever seen before, and it will affect the deep, the water supply, not only from above because God don't hold back the rain, but because of the drought and because of the heat, then that water that which is beneath the ground will also be affected. Coming destruction. It's going to happen. God has not ever sent a word from over this pulpit that he did not bring to pass. Even before COVID, he, he told us what we needed to do in order to survive and not be affected. You best start putting you up some water. Get your little store place in your house. If you got a, you got a utility bill, you not only drinking water, but you're going to need those jugs of water. Y'all remember all the things that God has said over this, in this place and to us about situations before they ever happen? See, I always say this, and, and, and this lady says to me, she says, and I've told y'all this before, she says, you always tell them how blessed they are that God would send them a word before things happen. But she also said this, and I... When some people, I know when God is speaking through somebody else's mouth. She said because they were born into wealth, and I don't mean a physical wealth, but born into a ministry where God gives revelatory knowledge, they become dull of hearing. They become too used to it. Where they're getting a whole loaf and somebody else is getting the crumbs, they don't even want the loaf anymore. But those that's just getting the crumbs, they are saying in their heart, oh, they have no idea what they are getting. You don't know how blessed you are. That God will reveal the way he reveals and take care of this house the way he takes care. If, if, if someone on the outside can see it, why is the inside blind? We get too used to it. You know how it is when you eat the same 
meal over and over and over. You get used to it. And after a while, it becomes despicable. I don't want that. I've been there. But God is sustaining. God is blessing. Water supply. Coming destruction. You, If you think there's a drought now, you watch and see how it's going to be dried up, parched. Coming destruction. Y'all see why I didn't want to bring this word? You see why I wrestle with God? Because, see, the thing about people is they will not receive or acknowledge that it's God until they're faced with the situation, if we can put it that way. Had an 82-year-old lady tell me she went to the doctor. We're talking about the COVID stuff. Let me tell you, that ain't over. It ain't over. You can think it's over if you want to. It's not over. That's a man-made thing, and they're getting ready to release some more stuff because it's affecting the bottom line called money. She goes to the doctor. She's 82 years old. Doctor tells us she don't need to be vaccinated. Now, she's 82. She's in that age where they're telling her, you need, to, you need to take the shot. You know what the doctor told her? I don't know what you're doing, but you keep on doing it. She ate it too. I asked her, I said, well, Miss Francis, what are you doing? You know what she told me? Something that most people have not been doing or won't do. She said, I take nine vitamins a day. Doctor tells her, huh, she don't need to be vaccinated for nothing. She he is the doctor is amazed. Did not God tell us to take vitamins? Did not God supply the vitamins for us? What do we do with them? After the fact, some do, some at the moment God spoke it, started taking it. Then someone thinking they got scared. Huh. I'm talking because see, you all aren't the only place that got, that got the vitamins. There were 12 other churches and, and two other communities that got them. God provided that. The Lord did that. And what happened? Huh. When the doctor tell an 82-year-old woman, you keep on doing what you're doing. And she did. And it's, what's amazing She's never been in this ministry. She's never been here. I doubt if she ever, even, I, in fact, I know she's never listened to us online because, you know, at 82, you ain't on no Facebook. You're not trying to listen that way. But the same God spoke to us, spoke to her. And she did it. And she got a good. Nothing wrong with her. Stronger than anybody. Outwork anybody. Hmm. Okay. Holy Spirit, help me. Help me, Holy Spirit. Let's go back now.
Amos chapter number 7, coming destruction. I said to the Lord, I said, God, I said, once you have me bring this word, you ought to give me a word of hope at the end. He said, now is not the time for you to give them the word of hope. Because right now they need to be walking in obedience. Because I'm speaking. Now, Amos chapter 7, verse number 8. No, verse number 7. Excuse me. Verse number 7. Can I get it up? Verse number 7. Amos chapter 7, verse number 7. Then this says this. Thus he showed me, and behold, the Lord stood upon a wall, made by a plumb line, with a plumb line in his hand. So, okay, God. That wall means representing people. Tell you about the plumb line. He says, the plumb line is used in construction. That's the first thing the plumb line is used for. The second thing it is used for is testing what is built. That plumb line tests what is being built or has been built. And when it finds the irregularities, the third thing it's made for is the casting down of what is found not to be straight. The casting down of what is not straight. See, that, that God is dropping the plumb line. What is the plumb line? He's, uh, he's a brother, you tell the people that plumb line is the word. It's the word. The plumb line represents God's word. And then the next, I'm, I'm, I'm giving you everything he gave me, so I wrote it down to make sure none of Brenda is in this. Then he says, the plumb line is used to determine whether the people are, the, the, are in a vertical perfection of the, of the wall, if they're straight up. And see, this plumb line, it is used to show how far out of line the people had become and how crooked and unbalanced they had become. The whole purpose of the word is to measure and to determine how far God's people has fallen. See, the word measures us. The word measures every individual. The word. How straight are we today? How, 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 how straight are we? How, how are we living? If God came back today, this hour, this second, will we go back with him? Everybody's saying they're not saying, but sin is still sin. God say, in this, in this time that's coming, this, this coming destruction, there is going to be a measurement of God's people, and I would not want to be found outside of the will of God. Coming destruction. Exposure, 
Be careful what you do. God is exposing. If he puts this up to us, the word, how will we line up? See, it's, it's time for, 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 for us to, 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 to be thinking about the coming of the Lord. Because right now, running through the fields and picking daisies and all this stuff and tulips, God is going to measure his people. He says, now, if the righteous is scarcely making in, where will the ungodly appear? That means that's, it's a tight walk in this thing called salvation. It is a very tight walk. If we can scarcely make it in, do you know how that is? You can barely make it. You know how it is when you're trying to run out of the rain and, and, and the door is shut or somebody's going in the door and they shut the door before you can get there. See, that, that, that's how close it is. You watch God. That's going to be a shaking in the heavens. But that shaking is going to be for his, for his people, those that profess to know him. That's I'm going to do some measuring. And I'm going I'm to see where you are. And that's scary. That's scary. I heard this when God gave me what I mean, I, I began to pray. Not, not for everybody else because I do that all the time. Get so many phone calls. I mean, it's it just, just, I mean, I got a call this week, you know, talking about, and the person called me, and they were talking about they were going to commit suicide. And here I am trying to talk with them not to take their life. People are going through. The devil is trying to kill people. The devil is trying to 